welcome to the Tech Talk Show, an hour of news, views and discussion. Well, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, Steve. Uh, great. That we're, and we're joined by two guests in the studio. We're going to be talking about Valap a little bit later on, and we're going to be speaking to Andy Taylor as well, and we're going to talk about classroom uh, microphones, hearing, and everything around that, that sort of area. Absolutely, so coming to yeah. that. So, but first, Dan, yes. I've got a story for you. And no take we, off air, Dan was taking <laughs> the mickey out of me <laughs> about my inability to operate an iPhone 7. But we'll have more of that later. <laughs> we will. Yeah, so go on. Give me your first well, story. Well, the first story I've got is that SpaceX um, is scheduled to launch its um, first ever reused um, rocket. So they've been um, they've been trialing um, the the, the latter um, the early right. stages yeah, of the rocket that. lands yeah. on a barge after it's um, been yeah. There's some great footage actually on YouTube about the rocket actually coming down mm-hmm. uh, and vertically onto a barge at sea. Absolutely. Great, yeah. So this rocket is going to be taking a British-made communication satellite up. Yeah. Um, it is a booster that was originally used. Um, I'm trying to find back in um, oh. Uh, it was used a while ago, um, and then recommissioned for use. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Um, um, the thing is, I, I can see that being in the classifiers as one careful owner. <laughs> it's only flown around the earth about twenty thousand yeah. times, so yeah. But it, but it should bring down the cost of um, of you know putting up satellites. Yeah. And Not the only one, actually. There are a few other rockets being designed exactly with that technology right. as well. Yep. So uh, be really interested to see. It's going to launch from Kennedy Space Center today, I think. Mm. And they're live streaming it. SpaceX will be live streaming it this evening. Fantastic. It's always great to see a rocket blow up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> no, no, hopefully not. <laughs> Especially if it's got a British kit on it. That's yeah. where we don't want that to happen, do we? Um, story I've got, obviously, Sang's, the Samsung Galaxy... Easy S8. for you to say. Yeah, I've got that out. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much. So, yeah, that's launched, and uh, there's loads of stuff on Twitter about it. It uh, looks like a great screen, mm. uh, really good resolution. Oh, I'm looking at my guests. So, uh, Android or iOS? What, what do you think, David? What do you think? Of course, iPhone for me, because obviously one of the main technologies was. Um, you know, using the iPhone technology to yeah. film with uh, the 3D touch, so iPhone all the way for me yeah. right now. Andy? Same story. Our iPhone all the way, so, yeah. yeah. I'm stuck with six, so I haven't moved on to seven yet. Yeah, no, I've got seven, so, yeah, it's okay. Dan I'm is... On, I'm on my own in here, aren't You I? are on yeah. your own, mate. As yeah. usual. Yes. Strangely, story of my life. Well, yeah. hopefully the Samsung hasn't blown up just yet. <laughs> I was watching it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Dan, yeah. Dan's got a 30, Nokia 3310. <laughs> I use it as a doorstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brick with a screen. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I don't know what the feedback is, Dan. What's, what's out there about it? I think they people seem to be liking at the moment. They, um, one of the things is that um, uh, Samsung has removed the home button. Um, so it's now it's a, um, a, you know, a button on the screen, hidden behind the screen with a pressure and a vibration sensor. And they've increased the screen size by reducing the bezel. So, okay, yeah, it should great. be very good. Yeah. yeah, good. Anyway, so let's go to our first guest. I let's, think we will have, might have some more news later on. So Andy Taylor is from Front Row. Andy, tell us a little bit about Front Row, first of all. Okay, Front Row have been in existence since um, the 70s. Uh, we're, we're based in California, in the, in the wine country, which is um, <laughs> lovely. one of the main reasons for working with Front Row. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> area called Petaluma, just north of San Francisco. Yeah. Um, our background was in hearing impairment and uh, amplification for the hearing impaired and, and the deaf. Right. Um, we started making some... Sound field systems, which is basically a, a 
wireless microphone system for classrooms. Right. Um, very quickly realised that all children benefit and the teachers. It's not just something for the hearing impaired. There's, it's literally it's all children, but there's some, some groups that benefit much more than others. Um, the basic concept is that uh, the teacher has a microphone. We use infrared technology to transmit the teacher's voice to a, an amplifier and a speaker arrangement, which then um, puts the speaker's vo- the teacher's voice all around the room at an even level. Yeah, because w- on your website, I, I sort of have had a look. Well, it's a great website as well, but it actually shows and gives details about how difficult sitting at the back, which is what I used to do to hide, in fact, can have a, quite a detrimental effect because as, as soon as you can't engage with the lesson or hear, you're, you're going to yeah, switch off, isn't it? A- absolutely. I mean, we, we all do it. If you're, if you're listening to a presentation and you can't hear it too well, you tend to switch off. And children switch off a lot quicker than adults do. They have um, immature auditory systems. I mean, one of the things that people don't quite understand is that we... We hear with our brains rather than our ears. The, the ears are a conduit for getting the message to the brain. Yeah. Um, and although children might have relatively sharp hearing, uh, they haven't had life's experiences. They, they haven't got the, the library of, of words in their brain that adults have got. They haven't had life's experiences. They, yeah. they, 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 there's a lot of development that has to happen before auditory closure becomes mature in the mid-teens. So children need a much better audio signal than um, adults do. And that's both stronger and clearer, I assume. Is that it's, it's stronger and clearer. One, one of the things um, it, people misunderstand is it's a difference between audibility and intelligibility. Yeah. Audibility has been able to hear something. Yeah. Intelligibility has been able to understand it. Yeah. Um, you, know, you can hear the announcer at Clapham Junction railway station not always sure exactly what he's saying, no. but you can hear it. But it's intelligibility we want. The key. So yeah. it's not always loudness, it's the clarity we're yeah. looking yeah. for. So, so it's not just about um, increasing volume, it's about that the intelligibility. Absolutely. And so yeah. there must be some tech you've got involved to try and sort of filter sort of from the microphones or whatever. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, we use very high level, very sophisticated microphones. Um, we use very clever speaker array that ensures that the, 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 the sound levels are level throughout the room so we don't get the situation you were talking about where the children at the front of the class hear pretty well and the mm. children at the back don't hear so well. The children at the back who don't hear so well obviously switch off and then they start generating noise and spoiling the yeah. whole whole soundscape for everyone in the and class. That, and that's got to make it... Uh, it's got to be difficult for the teacher because if they are not haven't got you know control of the, um, of the class because of you know people can't hear absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I mean i've been in lots of classrooms and you, you what you do notice in the classroom that uses our technology is that the the classroom is a calmer environment the teachers talking in a more relaxed manner the children are more receptive 
they're learning quicker, the behavior is better. So, you know, we, I was talking about audio really, but it's the behavioral aspects that mm. are, uh, and obviously the educational aspects that, that, that are the most important. So you kind of preempted my question because I was going to say, is there like a, um, there must be a, a positive effect from pupils being able to hear on the teacher's um, ability to teach and deliver it? Yeah, so. the teacher doesn't have to project their voice. The teacher, I mean, one of the things that happens in schools is a lot of teachers suffer from vocal strain. Okay. That they're yeah, having I can to imagine. Talk, yeah, they have yeah. to talk for five, six hours a day just in their professional life. And mm. then obviously they, they've got a life outside of school as well. So in extreme cases, some teachers do leave the profession. Um, apparently Pavarotti was a teacher. Who, was he? Who, who struggled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of teachers do struggle with vocal stress from, from just using their voice, projecting their voice. Our system enables them to talk in a relaxed manner, a calm manner, and it enables all the children to hear the teacher yeah. as though, and this is where our name comes from, as though they were in the front row. Yeah, that's one, excellent. One of the interesting things you were saying before the show was um, about students actually engaging and listening because if, for example, one of the students at the back, they can't hear properly, mm -hmm. they switch off and then they might start messing around and they, that essentially creates a domino effect of other people. Yeah, absolutely. Attention. I mean, the, 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 there's lots of noise in classrooms. It could be computer fans, it could be air conditioning, it could be noise outside. Um, but the biggest source of noise in classrooms is children. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can get the children to stay on task to do yeah. the learning, um, then it, it does it's make great. a much nicer listening environment. Yeah, I can imagine. So you brought a little bit of the technology oh, with yeah. you. So yeah. perhaps, uh, perhaps we'll describe it as and, and talk through what you've actually brought. Yeah, the teacher has a a very small pendant microphone. Okay. Um, so it's uh, I'll just describe it. So it's like a heart shaped. Uh, pendant that's worn round the neck, is that right? Worn round the neck, yeah. About here, yeah. It's about the size of a smaller than a beer mat. Smaller than a beer mat. Well done, Dan. <laughs> that's really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trust you. It's much smaller than a beer yeah, mat. Much yeah, much smaller. Yeah. But probably a beer mat is more useful. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> maybe not. Well, depends what night you're out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's worn around, worn around the neck, around about five or six inches from the mouth. Yeah. Um, it's designed to be really simple so that the teacher, it, it's not a big distraction for the teacher to yep. wear. It's lightweight, it's got a rubberized back so it doesn't clonk against jewellery. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got literally one switch on it. Okay. So mm. you press the button and it it's works. On. That's it. You press the button again and it mutes. So okay. if the teacher wants to talk to an individual child about something that's yep. relatively private, uh, they mute the microphone so for, for whole class teaching they demute the microphone and talk to the whole class yep. in a nice, relaxed manner. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so there's a, uh, a microphone within that unit that picks up the voice of the teacher? Absolutely. There's a microphone in the unit that yep. picks up the teacher's voice, converts it to infrared light, okay. which then bounces around the class and is picked up by a sensor on our speaker. Okay. Uh, the teacher can go anywhere in the class. So there's no restriction. No restriction, and nice clean signal. And that's not via a base station, that's directly straight to the individual units. It is, it's straight yeah, to the so unit. So there's no we, other tech. We have other systems where, where there's a base station and speakers around the room, but that yeah. requires a fair bit of installation. So that's a fixed, more yeah. of a fixed the system. Big, this the is big advantage of the new Juno system is yeah. that it's... Uh, 
It's a standalone plug-and-play unit. Okay, and uh, what's the battery life on the... Uh... It uses lithium-ion batteries. A charge yeah. will last seven or eight hours. Okay, that's really good. So a day's worth of teaching. Really. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Brilliant. And you can have a number of microphones, so there's microphones for the students to pass around. Yep. Um, you can have up to five microphones running simultaneously. Okay. But it's not just microphones. We can play um, any audio into it. So it could be from... A, an iPhone or even a Samsung. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we had to. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, but, but also uh, the, the audio from the, that, that relates to the school, white, the classroom whiteboard, etc. Okay. It's going to be played into it. So basically you can use it like, like the microphones we have in the studio. Absolutely, yeah. And then tell us about the, what's at the other end. So we have... have the, the other end is a tower which stands around about... 70, 80 centimetres high, which yep. has a very clever speaker arrangement in it right. that um, throws out a bit of a pancake of sound to ensure that the teacher's voice is at the same level throughout the class. Right. And is, uh, is that designed to the shape of the room or does it have to be uh, configured to match the shape of the room? Or we, is, is we, can, we can make adjustments to the tone, but uh, it, it works. Most, most classrooms yeah. are pretty sensible shapes. Okay. If there's a really odd-shaped classroom, a weird L shape or something like that, we yeah. can put extra speakers on. Okay. But invariably, the tower is, is, is perfect on its own. And then that's driven by the infrared from the microphone? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And the nice thing about infrared, it's, it's not prone to picking up... Uh, spurious radio transmissions yeah. it's uh, it the signal is contained within the room so as soon as the teacher walks out yep. the signal cuts out but and you haven't got to worry about uh, adjoining rooms and Absolutely. other yeah. other channels or anything no, else no, no. the, the, the no. signal is contained within the room so okay. there's no issues the older systems used to be radio yeah the teacher could walk out and you know, I leave it to your imagination where they could go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave it to my imagination. Oh, I've done that a few. Co- I've done that a few conferences before. Yeah. You just remember to switch off that lapel mic yeah. when you yeah. go to the toilet. Then we do find with with Juno that it's uh, it's hugely beneficial for all children. It improves the behaviour, improves outcomes, which is what all schools are looking for. Uh, it, it, it makes for a much nicer listening environment in the classroom. But we can also, um, because through our system there's the microphone audio, there's the audio from the, uh, from the whiteboard, we can record everything that's going through the system, right. including any images on the screen, which could be interactive, PowerPoint, uh, film. Okay. And all the all this information can be recorded. You can start, stop, pause, etc. But as at the end of the lesson, it's automatic. The software automatically converts all this information into an MP4 file, right. which can then be used um, as a school see fit. Some teachers use it for their own professional development. Yeah, so it's lessons. like a review tool if, if you mm. need to. It could yeah. be a review tool. Um, some schools post lessons on the website yeah. uh, you could send a lesson to a child via Dropbox like yeah. a child who's absent or children learn at different now, speeds I think Dan spent most of his university years doing that don't you yeah. could have done with that I, mate, I, I really could have done with that yeah because yeah. 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 you didn't go <laughs> Clearly, Clearly not, did no. you? No. <laughs> but, but you could have really... I could have learned something. Gone. Yeah, I could have learned yeah. something, possibly. Yeah. So uh, the last bit is... the you, you talked about the microphone as well, yeah? They've got Is that for the students to use? Yes, or? we have a... a um, 
most systems go with with one student mic and one teacher mic, but we can have up to five microphones running simultaneously. So um, obviously, with with some children, they've got loud voices; they're very confident. But other children can be very quiet. and we do find that the student microphones do, do tend to empower the students, yeah. especially some, some very young children. They they get used to once they get used to using the microphone, they feel that they can communicate with the rest of the class. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Also, ooh. I should expect it controls the uh, shouting out because people will only do it if they've got the microphone in their hand. I well, should. yeah, it's quite often it's used as a talking stick. So yeah. it's, it's now this child's <laughs> turn to talk because yeah. he's got the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah so no, it's great. So you've taken away the white the reason behind bunking off and people putting their <laughs> hands up too much and, and just talking out of turn. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know it's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's clever, isn't it? So, what's the range on the infrared? The so infrared will fill a big, big classroom. Will it? So, um, what? Something like ninety, hundred square meters. All right, okay. So it's really order. good. Yeah, so. And did you classroom. take that tech from a different arena, or is it something that you've developed yourself? Um, it's um, infrared has been used in in various areas. So a previous systems used to be radio, but uh, radio. Some teachers don't like wearing radio transmitters for no, the whole day. Yeah. Um, but infrared is a, is, a, is, a, is a medium that's very stable, very easy to use, gives a nice wide frequency response to ensure a very, very good signal. Yeah, no, yeah. it sounds like right. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Andy, that's fantastic. So um, where can people find out more about Fontenay? Uh Well, we're, we're based in the, the headquarters in California, but we have an office in Hamilton in Scotland, and we have coverage throughout the country. Um, our website is gofrontrow.com. And yeah. one of the things that we do... Um, Routinely, because audio is invisible, you know, we can look at a screen and say that's a lovely screen, mm. but with audio, it's we're looking for the benefits. Uh, we loan these systems to schools so that they okay. can evaluate, so yeah. they can have a trial for around about four weeks, totally free of any cost or commitment. And uh, we're, we, we come along, set the system up, show them how to use it, and uh, yeah. Give them every encouragement. Yeah, that's no, really yeah. positive. Well, yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. That's great. No problem. Thanks a lot. Uh, Right, it's now time for this. So we're joined in the studio by uh, producer Danny. Hello, Danny. Good Welcome. afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And good James man. is on Periscope, so we're on Tech Talk Show UK mm. at Twitter. Yeah. Please join us. Yeah, that'd Play, be great. Come along. So, and Dan, over to you. Yeah, so we're going to do the unboxing segment. And um, this is where um, I think Danny has found a um, an item that neither Steve or I have seen before. We're going to unbox it live. Have you take, pulled out all the stops, Danny? It's, it's a big one, this. Is it really? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's quite, oh, this is going to cement weeks, your you know. producership. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. So... The, <laughs> So we've got what um, it <laughs> on the box. It says gun alarm clock. Um, it's uh, seems like on the pi- the picture on the front is of a um, fairly standard looking. It looks um, like alarm a, 19, clock. a 1970s alarm clock. Yeah, to be big quite digital display. And that has to be some of the worst packaging I have ever seen in my life. David, <laughs> what do you think? I think it's a I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I can't really see what. Well, we'll have a look at it. <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's a great idea, but I can't see what the. Yeah. And yeah. Andy, what do you think of the packaging? Awful. Uh, as you say, it's a bit 1970s. Yeah, it uh, is, isn't it? No expense has been made on the packaging. Oh my oh, god! The plastic's even better. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, look at that. Uh, pretty low. I'm going to have a look at the box yeah, now, actually. Retro is so, back in fashion. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. So we have a um, a USB to micro USB cable. Okay, so it says on here that it's a Stogus GVC001. 
Target Gaming Clock Black new. Thank God it's new. Okay. Only the best. <laughs> okay. So, um, what boot fair do you go to to get this, Danny? Where did you get this one from? Monaco. <laughs> okay, so in there we've got a, um, a small toy gun. Hold it up, show us. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, um, we yeah somebody may get shot actually after this. <laughs> so, so you know, on some uh, bedside alarm clocks, you've got like a night display. Yes. Yeah. Well, this has pretty extreme night display, and you can barely see that it's on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so perfect for uh, um, for darkened rooms. Should we turn the light off just to see? There, Danny, do you want to do the light? Sure. Just that pull cord there, mate. That's it. Oh, uh, oh, no. Right. <laughs> you cannot see it at all. <laughs> oh, hang on. No. I pressed the button and, yeah, it's lit up now. Oh, oh okay. Nice Here we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, light back on. Yeah, please. So. Okay. Um, right. Instructions. Oh. So we are actually going to do this. So get those instructions oh. going, Dan. Okay. Have I got to set the time? No, we just do it. Oh, we need it to go off, though. We want to hear the alarm. Game so, so Dan, Dan is now... Oh. Oh, look. <laughs> Hang on. Can you do that again? So, so I... It wasn't a very great distance. Put that up here. Put that up here. Quick. So on the top of the on the Actually, top of the brilliant. alarm, there's a target that comes yeah. up electronically, pops up, and he can shoot it. And Dan has hit it right. every time. Right, pass it round. Someone up, yep. So Andy's now having a go. And as I say, yeah. Shoot the DJ. Yeah. Oh, yes. look at that! First time. And as soon as you hit the target, hang on, I move it around a bit. As soon as you hit the target, it shoots back down again. So now David's having to go. Hang on. There we go. Right, here we go. The target's come up. Oh, oh he's missed. Great. He's missed. Oh no, you have to wait. Yeah, you have yeah. To, yeah, you, you have to wait for the time. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> the instructions are largely. In, oh, hang on, there's a. English hang on, side. was there Chinese on one yeah, side? mainly Chinese on one side. Um, so, hmm. uh, I'm just looking at the actual thing now. So, what happens is the, the target comes up on the top, <laughs> and um, actually, there's a t- countdown clock going. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, there's a count. We really should read the instructions. Oh, yeah, hang on. I've, I've, oh. Start- <laughs> oh. I've started reading the instructions and I got bored. Really? Yeah. So hang on. Set. What are we going to set? Can we set game? All right. Okay. So you've got various modes on the front. So you can have game, which is what we're doing now. Or we can, yeah, game basically. (laughs) Or you can set the alarm. But I can't see how you set the alarm. No. Oh, can you hear that noise? Hold on. Look. So is is this the whole idea of it? You have the gun next to your bed. And yeah. So the, yes. You have this far away. Yeah. So mm. read the bit about setting the alarm down. Um. Uh, right. Alarm clock setting. <laughs> Press the button, which will be at your sort of nine o'clock on the round. Yeah. On on the round one at nine o'clock. That one. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that um, to enter the alarm mode. Yeah. Okay. Press that button again to set normal or hard. I don't really understand the difference between normal or hard. Right, I don't. No. No, it's not doing that. I'm trying to set the alarm. Hold on. Um, no. After that, you could press the same button again <laughs> to adjust the last two digits. <laughs> Lost something. There we go. Oh, hang on. Yep, it's got now it. right. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. No, it's not working. No, I'm in game. I'm in game mode again. 
it's a bit confusing. It seems like a very yes. American, yeah. American alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we are going to get one of the guys to try and set the alarm for us later. So, um, yes, David, you are right. You set the alarm, the target comes up, and you use the gun, as we have done, to um, turn the alarm off. That, allegedly, is how it operates. Yeah. But because we've got Forrest Gump on the end of the instructions over here, <laughs> we're struggling to find out he's looking at... Oh, he's just torn them. He's torn them. No, um, yes, we're struggling to work yeah. out what's... They're not, yeah, they're not very good... Yeah. Rubbish instructions. Rubbish it's instructions. Scary. So we can't actually set the alarm. What we need is a young tech guy who knows a lot about tech to set that alarm for us. I normally just throw the instructions away, just work it out. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. that's what Sorry. we do. <laughs> and quite often, it never works. <laughs> so, um, I think I'm winning. Oh yeah, <laughs> the alarm's off. Oh, yeah. I think I just won. Well, what's the prize? Uh, to wake okay, up. so. Um, <laughs> What we're going to do first of all is have a little go around the room to see how much you think it is. Ooh, okay. Dan, what do you reckon? What would you pay for that lovely piece of tech? I'm going to say £15. Andy, are you a alarm clock man? Uh, I tend to use the phone. Yeah, me too. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I think it's far easier to throw the phone away than Yeah. Uh, £10. Ten pounds. What did you say, Dan? Sorry, I've got. I quite often. 15. I don't often listen when you we talk. Need, we need one of Andy's um, speaker setups. I do, me. yeah, because I was miles away then. <laughs> well, you were talking, but I certainly wasn't listening. No, no. no that's right. Fifteen, ten. I, I think nineteen ninety nine. Ah, oh, it's a good price point. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, you know already, Danny. So I I'm do. not going to ask you. I reckon uh, fourteen ninety five would be my thing. But I suspect it's going to be slightly more than that. So it depends what special offer was happening at the boot fair, Danny. Anyway, so give us the price, matey. So the price was coming at twenty one eighty nine. Twenty one eighty nine. That's okay. So <laughs> David was the closest. Well done, David. Well there. So are you going to try and set the alarm for us at some point? A little bit later today, I will. Yeah. Okay. No so what we'll do is set it to go off ten minutes before the end of the show. Can you do that? Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, he look did, at the confidence. Oh, yeah. He doesn't look very confident, <laughs> no, does he? he doesn't. And then bring that back down to yep. us, and we'll listen to what the alarm's like at 10 minutes before. Who's going to hold the gun? Uh, David, of uh, course. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to have to put it right over there. Yeah. We'll give it a good shot. If we'll get it done. You sure? Yeah. Can, you, can you do this, Danny? I don't think so. This do sweat you? is just a tot on here. Don't Actually, worry. make it five minutes before the end of the show. Because okay. that would be an ideal way to uh, finish. Okay. So it'd be like a big finale. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should be. Yeah. Any, yeah, de- any more details you want to give us about it before you spend most of the afternoon trying to set it for us? Um, digital alarm clock. No. The gun element of it has a recoil system, so it, it feels quite lifelike <laughs> from what I've been told. Um, Have you ever shot, really shot a gun, Danny? Have, Have you no ever comment. Shot? Right. I think okay. it's a great <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah. A good yeah. stocking filler. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you can one thing you can do. You can download the music that you want, and it can uh, it can adapt to that, and that's what'll come up when to wake you up. So okay, that's your other challenge. Yeah. <laughs> you know why, when you why talk you... and you think why why, why, am I why, still why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. I do challenge. know that feeling very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
then we just got to make a decision on it. We so certainly have. W- what we do is we ask everyone whether they think it goes back in the box or that it rocks. So, David? I think it's quite a fun idea. I think it stays out. Good. Okay. Andy? I think it's a Christmas present that will be used until the 27th of December. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. thrown away. Or broken. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I agree. I think it rocks, but... Um, I wouldn't use it for a long period of time. I don't so we've got two rocks, one in the box. I think there's a fundamental flaw with this particular thing. Is that, I don't know about you, but I sleep in the dark. So how are you going to see a target? No, it has a little light. Oh, it's got a light. Ah, okay. All right then, so it rocks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And Danny? Definitely rocks. Ah, well, oh, you bought we it. You're going to say that. James, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, in the box, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you ever so much for giving us such a great little toy to play with. Thank you um, enjoy it. And I can't wait to hear your choice of music and the set the alarm for us, Danny. I'll get straight on it. Put it one of those um, annoying tunes that motivates us to shut it off quickly. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's that. Dan, yep. we've got a pre record yep, so now, hasn't it? This we is do. you, actually. I think, it is. It? It's James and I interviewing um, Steve Dan from Medical Realities. Um, we met him at the Wearable Tech Show. Um, yeah, and it's really interesting. Let's have a listen. Okay. Yeah, we'll catch up after. I'm here with the Tech Talk Show at the Wearable Technology Show uh, with Dan. Hello, James. Hi, Dan. And um, we are now joined by Steve Dan, who's the co-founder of Medical Realities. Uh, nice to meet you, Steve. Very nice to meet you guys, and thanks for having me. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, before we get things started, could you tell us a bit about your background and, um, and the sort of work that you, you've moved into? Right. Originally, I was in film and television, film and television post-production and special effects. And about uh, nine years ago, one of my clients asked me if I could do some work in augmented reality. And I said, what? I've never heard of that. Um, Well, to cut a long story very short, uh, we actually did the work and I was hooked, fascinated by the possibilities. Um, and we were sort of, uh, uh, nine years ago, it was very much of the cutting edge of what you could do. And we started to do more and more work, uh, but just as a sort of offshoot of my film and television work. Until four years ago, we started to get more and more work. Then a guy called Palmer Lucky reinvented virtual reality. And we thought, actually, we could add that to our offering and start a new company. And the new company was called Amplified Robot. Um, and so that now Amplified Robot does work in lots of different areas in AR and VR. Could be automotive, could be aerospace, could be publishing, could be advertising, could be entertainment, you name it. And then um, we actually had an idea. I met by chance a very talented uh, consultant training surgeon called Dr. Shafi Ahmed. And uh, he's always been interested in technology, uh, but also technology because he teaches about surgery. And we were looking at how we can use new technology to make the teaching of surgery better, quicker, more affordable, and bring it into the 21st century. So we've also started a company called Medical Realities, which is using virtual reality to train medical students about surgery. Um, so if, if we go into that a bit more, how difficult is it um, or how lifelike can you, can you guarantee the, the virtual reality training for a surgeon to be? That's a very good question. Um, now because we've been in virtual reality for uh, four or five years now, we know the limitations of what we can deliver right now. So the actual training modules are actually based around 
actual operations that we film live in 360 degrees. Now that's the centre and core of what we do and then we wrap around lots of other things like uh, laparoscopic feeds from inside the patient so you can see the operation happening from the inside the patient. We also wrap uh, animation about the various parts of the body so you can see what's going on um, and we also give uh, questions and answers for the students depending on what type of they're doing graduate or postgraduate work um, and that's to find out we ask them before they, they see the op operation and then after the operation to make sure that they've actually got something from the teaching methods that we're using. Uh, we hope to by the end of this year it's launching uh, in the beginning of April and by the end of this year we hope to have a hundred different operations and in fact we call them interactive virtual reality training modules so there'll be a module for each particular operation whether whether that's an appendectomy c-section you name it that the students will be able to actually look at any operation that they want to and see it for the first time from the perspective of the surgeon performing the operation and so is it is it actually live um live operations that, that, that um are being recorded and then, oh, okay. That's exactly right. So it's a sort of like, although we, we have in actual fact transmitted live, uh, live operations, uh, we did the first one uh, last year in order to raise awareness of what we were doing. And that was really exciting because uh, it was seen by over 55,000 people live as it actually happened in 142 different countries around the world. And I think that showed um, a tremendous interest in not only different ways of training, but also in virtual reality as well. So that really encourages, encouraged us to sort of take it forward and to expand on it. Now, at some point in the future, it, it will become more interactive. As the technology advances and enables us to do more things, then eventually you will be able to control what the surgeon's doing. And hopefully, eventually, you will actually become the surgeon. But at the moment, it's just not quite technically possible to do it to the standard that we want to do it. And so in terms of the student, are they wearing um, a, like a VR headset or is, it, or is it displayed on a screen? or how, how does it work for the student? Yeah, the best way is actually wearing a headset. And there are a number of different ways that there is a, a top-of-the-line uh, version which is using what we call tethered headsets. And, and the actual VR is being played off or via a quite, a quite a heavyweight computer. And you've got controls that you can actually use. So that's designed to actually go into hospitals and universities and training hospitals. Um, but we're actually doing some tests uh, in conjunction with the Royal London Hospital. The Royal London Hospital is a training hospital and has uh, over 300 students at any one time. And one of the very first things that they asked us, well, they thought this was fantastic, but could we possibly see it outside the confines of the hospital, somewhere else, at home, when they're having lunch, when they're out in the park, anywhere. So in actual fact, we've created an app version of this as well. So uh, there's a downloadable one that's actually designed to work on Samsung Gear headsets or Google Daydream, for instance, or in actual fact for uh, Google Cardboard as well. Uh, so that's an app that can be downloaded. Um, uh, the great thing about that is that means that we'll be able to uh, get the training to students no matter where they are. So it's going to be very useful in developing countries, for instance, 
to actually sort of get them out there, providing they've got a mobile signal, providing they've got a mobile smartphone, and they can have uh, a headset, then they can see exactly what anybody else can see. So it's actually going to bring a lot of the uh, training into the third world very quickly up to the 21st century. That's amazing. That technology these days is it's just re-revolutionising so many different sectors and, and we've seen that with a lot of healthcare companies um, th this week, haven't we Dan? Yeah, I think it's, it's such a um, great idea that there's this um, being able to um, train and learn from each other um, in, in terms of in, in the medical profession because you can imagine that in certain areas they, you know due to the demographic or something certain illnesses or, or um, uh, you know illnesses and injuries are going to be of a certain type that you're not going to see somewhere else so the opportunities to learn is, is quite incredible Absolutely. It, it, it actually makes it scalable and it democratises training as well. Uh, so for the first time you'll be able to see the top surgeons in the world performing their speciality surgeries. So you'll be able to learn from the, the top person in a particular, whether it's a transplant surgeon or whoever that might be. Uh, um, whereas before the only way to do that was really you'd actually have to travel to the hospital where, the, where they were. Now the surgeon comes to you no matter where you are. Brilliant. That's that's amazing. Um, Steve, where can we where can people, our listeners find out more about medical realities? Great. Well, the best place to start is go to our website, which is uh, medicalrealities.com. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was great, Dan. Actually, it's great to hear about some of the technology going on there. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's a good show actually, yeah, isn't it? It was a really good show, and the stuff that's being used, you know, um, applications for VR to use for training, particularly, um, you know, sir. Um, uh, medical training and things yeah. that's just really fascinating well we've got david Demin in and david is the uh, uh creator of velap aren't you yeah well thank you so much for having yeah, me yeah no it's great and i've been using velap <laughs> i used it at the pub last night actually and uh <laughs> i can re i can let you know it's really dan it's really easy to use yeah even after a few hours in the pub. Can you share any of the video? Oh, no. Well, you could, a, you could put it up on Twitter if you wanted to. I could you? put it up on Twitter, but I'm not going to. But yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you created Velap in terms of what prompted you to do it, David. Of course. So it all started about uh, two years ago uh, when I went to India with my brother. Um, and we brought two Royal Enfield motorbikes. And at the time, um, before that, I used to do a lot of filming. And right. so, I mean, I've been filming ever since, I, even before I left school, always filming these little interesting little projects and I even got asked by the school to, you know, make these little um, Duke of Edinburgh videos. Yeah. So I've always had this really keen interest to make videos. Yeah. And then I ended up going to work for a special effects company in London um, where I learned the trade and I got really involved into the technology onto that side. Um, but it wasn't until I went to India with my brother, who lived in India at the time, and uh, we we decided to go on this epic adventure where we brought two Enfield motorbikes, these classic bikes, and go all the way to the Himalayas. And we filmed all the best moments. You know, we, we had so many near misses, you know, <laughs> driving these. You know, I mean, if you can drive in India, you can drive anywhere. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But it was, uh, you know, for the first few days, it was uh, there was so much, you know, all these really long roads, so hot. And then suddenly we got to the base of the mountains. Um, and, you know, we filmed all these amazing memories 
and one of the things we wanted to do is to go to Kashmir and fish in the uh, Himalayan yeah. glacier melts. So you can, um, about 200 years ago, some English guys went over there and seeded all the rivers. So there were trout there. Oh, wow. So we ended up fishing. And so we, we ended up had this most amazing two weeks, you know, one of the most amazing two weeks of my life, fly fishing, catching trout, um, trading trout for cashmere jumpers, you know, felt like a proper action man. Or something. Yeah, yeah. But when the fun stopped is when I came to London <laughs> and I ended up having... 325 hours of footage yeah and i'm not sure if you've edited before even for a few hours you know, it's, it's the it's, most boring thing ever it's an absolute nightmare <laughs> and you know i went through all this footage and i was going yeah. through it and the the more time i spent on it, the more frustrated i yeah, got it does yeah and you know i at the time i was read, doing a lot of reading and i still read a lot now but there was a phrase called kaizen which is japanese for constant and never-ending improvement and I, this really kind of got me to think is this outlook on life is like looking at anything and see how you can improve something and create efficiencies with what you were doing. And I was looking at this editing and looking at all this footage I was going through. I said, there must be a better way of doing this. So then, then it kind of this idea struck me like, like a light bulb moment. It wasn't about, you know, kind of improving the editing process. It was about removing the editing process altogether. Yep. And just like memories, you can remember in your lifetime, the best memories most vividly. Mm -hmm. So so the idea I had was just like memories. And while I was filming, I remember what the best moments were. And that concept, because I was looking at clips sometimes with 30 minutes, an hour bits of footage, right? And I remember while I was filming, there was maybe four or five interesting bits within that clip, but it took me about the length of the film <laughs> to actually find those yeah, bits yeah, and yeah, mark them. Yeah. So that's exactly that idea. So I, I essentially conceptualized, I spent about 48 hours nonstop kind of putting all these designs together. And I, I presented it to uh, some, some friends and I said, look, this is my idea. What do you think of it? Yeah. Um, it was about filming while you, while you were filming, you're rating. So essentially while you're filming, um, and if something interesting happens, you basically press harder on the screen. And that's I put that idea towards um, my old boss, funnily enough, who worked in the industry. I came and told him my idea, showed him some of my designs, and he just said, this is incredible. I can't believe this hasn't been done before. And he said, look, you're going to kill my industry. I'm, I want to I invest in you. So he was my first investor. And uh, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. He gave he, you know, transferred me the money. I was like, oh my God, I'm off. So I, <laughs> I, I got a team together developing it um, filed some patents. And so I, um, over the next six, six or so months, I kind of worked on these, these different variations of it. So how hard was it to develop? Because obviously it's quite new technology to be able to press... Because that, what phones that was that available on? Was that on the so six? So that was just on the six S when it first came yeah. out. So, so what's really interesting is we we looked at the the actual tech because initially it was about you know it was all about filming and rating at the same time. Yep. But what's really interesting with Velap is we're utilizing the 3D touch of Apple's technology. And uh, for those of you who don't know what the 3D touch is, essentially it's a it's a four um, the screen is able to detect how hard you press on the screen so you can essentially look at messages without having to go into them and uh, there was unfortunately there was a lot of negative press around yeah there was it wasn't really well covered by yeah. apple i don't think well, well um business insider said oh it was the worst feature there was so much negative press mm. around it but how i see i think it's an amazing feature and like with most technologies sometimes it takes a while for it to really be integrated yeah. properly mm. and i think there's there's so much potential to go into it further down the line but i think apple is slowly creating you know 
different versions. But what I found is we found a very, very intuitive way to actually integrate the 3D touch. So imagine while you're filming, you're filming, say your kids do something and they're just sitting there and do, not doing anything interesting. But as soon as they jump up in the air, you press harder on the screen. And it, it's a really intuitive way to film and edit because yeah. essentially while you're filming, if you something excites you, press harder. And that notifies the screen where something interesting happens. Mm. So imagine you film for 10 minutes, 20 minutes at an event or anything. And you film for 10 minutes and you want to see only the best two minutes. And Vlap instantly cuts out the best two minutes and you can instantly share it without having to do any editing. I'll tell you what, I, um, I went to, I was in Australia over Christmas, just gone. So I was there for New Year and uh, uh, I was at Sydney. So I was looking at the fireworks at Sydney Bridge right by there. Yeah. And I've got the most boring 20 minutes of video <laughs> you've ever seen. But there were like... There was probably about thirty or forty seconds. It was like that's amazing, it's and funny then you say that and then there's fireworks. like five minute break, and then there's <laughs> oh that was great. And really, what I needed was something to just press slightly that would have given me. And using um, using Velap, that would have been the last bit. It would have been absolutely yeah. perfect. I did actually. Um, I did a test when there was uh, some fireworks um, a couple of months ago when I was doing some testing. And it was it was amazing. Yeah. It was a ten minute fire show, fireworks show, and I lapped it. And when I got it down it back, to about twenty five yeah, seconds, it was, it was the most intense firework display I've ever seen. It's bam, bam, bam. I, was like, oh, I can't handle my own lap. <laughs> and that's what it was. You know when the, they do them across Sydney Bridge and they're in. Yeah. Well, that's obviously that was about the only thing I really wanted to get. You know, <laughs> so, so literally twenty minutes. But but um, so how did you go about getting developed? Obviously, you had you knew that you needed to rate. Yeah, you knew that. The iPhone six and above, you know, seven. I've got seven, so I've used it on that. Would give you that touch technology. Yeah. Dan's laughing. About. I have. It's your new phone. My new phone. Yeah, yeah, I do my, love it. I do love well, it. it's um. So from from the technology side of things, I, I obviously saw the three D touch as a really intuitive way, and we found that you know that is finding people are really enjoying to film because it's a it's essentially a new way to film because. Back in the day, um, when filming was first, you know, people first started filming. You went from actual film, then you went to digital. But the post, it's all the post production's slowly improved over time. You've had better editing systems, but there's there's nothing that's been able to mark and kind of rate as you film instantaneously. Inst yeah, yeah. yeah that's and what right. we've uh, what we also found is, um, so I, I didn't want to push out anyone else who didn't have a 3D touch phone. So we've obviously developed a slider. So while you film, you can slide up and down while you while you're filming, just like the 3D touch. And we found, you know, it's it's about 50-50 of what people actually prefer. You know, okay. some people prefer using the 3D touch and some mm -hmm. people like using the slider. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's completely down to the, you know, it's, it's personal preference, really. No, I thought it was great to use, really easy. And it's really easy to rate by just the most smallest amount of different pressure. Yeah, it's, it's very pressure. sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great, actually. It's really easy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, been a, it's been a really exciting journey. So uh, lots of people listening who are, are tech company owners as well say, so, at that sort of setup phase in the first sort of few months, what what was the hardest thing to get organised or get your head around? Yeah, I mean, it's been a huge learning curve. And I think what's really important is to be surrounded by the right type of people because yeah. you can really find if you're someone's being a little bit negative or kind of saying, oh, you should do this, you know, you need to be surrounded by people that believe in you and kind of lift you to get to the next stage because being an entrepreneur you know there's so many ups and downs you really need to have that motivation you need to have that clear mind positive thinking yeah. so I think it's quite important to make sure that you surround yourself by the right type of people that can act because obviously there's so many times when you doubt yourself and if someone else doubts you at the same time you need to keep having that 
you know, motivation yeah. and keep pushing yourself. Because if you have an idea you really genuinely believe in, you need to, you're the only one that's going to be pushing it. So you have to push it. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, somebody's given you some really good advice about protecting your innovation. Yeah. So. So yeah. So we we've um, we filed for um, actually recently again for an international patent. So we're going to have global. Hopefully, we'll have global coverage. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a long process. We've um, we've got quite a few other patents we're going to be filing as well. Yeah. Um, but one of the most amazing things I had recently was I had the privilege to meet my, my one of my biggest idols, uh, co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell us that story. <laughs> yeah. was... And there's an amazing picture of you two on the um, yeah. on the web website yeah, as well kicking back yeah <laughs> i mean it, it's a funny story actually because uh, a friend of mine uh, who was hosting a big um show in manchester and steve wozniak was a headline speaker and he called me up saying oh you never guess who's um, headline speaker he said steve wozniak and i said no way i have to come and meet him and he's like oh look, of course everyone has you have to meet him <laughs> everyone wants to meet him i said no 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 i have to meet with him so yeah. I, I he basically said look um you know tesla picking him up and i said look if i get a supercar would you let me pick him up? And he said, I'll think about it. So anyway, I, that very half an hour, I went into Rolls-Royce um, dealership. I was in Mayfair at the time. Um, I went to the Rolls-Royce dealership in Mayfair. I walked in there. I didn't know anyone. Ended up speaking with the manager, luckily enough. And he, I told him, look, I'm picking up Steve Wozniak, even though I wasn't actually st picking him up. I'm picking up Steve Wozniak. It's going to be really good exposure for Rolls-Royce. Um, so cut a long story short, he ended up giving me the first Rolls-Royce Dawn convertible with a chauffeur uh, and oh. also paid my friend. So fast forward <laughs> two weeks, I go to, I go to um, this pick up, go to his hotel, pick him up with a drop head uh, convertible with, uh, with my friend. And uh, then I, I, get greeted by, um, I get greeted by Steve Wozniak. He gave me his business card, which I've got right here, which I can show you guys. It's a metal <laughs> business card. And uh, it was so funny because we went to the event obviously I rock up with Steve Wozniak and people are like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm no one, you know, I'm just some guy from Kent just starting a tech company. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the really funny thing is that um, he was there an hour before the actual talk and I, I end up walking around with him and we went into this room where all the journalists were going to be meeting him. Yeah. So it was just me and him for half an hour and I noticed there were journalists outside queuing to see him and I realized, oh God, they come, they've come here to speak with him and I'm here just joking about segues and talking about all the stuff pranks he used to play on people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up introducing Steve Wozniak to the journalists. It was so funny. I was like, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's but it was what a, a great story. But it was amazing. I actually, I saw an opportunity. I was like, right, I have to show him my technology. So I ended up de demoing it to him and he had a play with it. And sometimes with a lap, people don't instantly get it. And they have that kind of light bulb moment. And he was playing with it. And he went, oh, oh, wow. And I've got a voice clip of him going, oh, wow. And I can, I can probably listen to that on the repeat in the morning yeah. to get me motivated. <laughs> it was so good to have his encouragement um, and feedback. And uh, we've kept in touch ever since. That's amazing. That's a fantastic That's amazing. story, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. a great story, yeah. So um, where, where are you headed at the moment in terms of the products, launching it? So, so so right now we are MVP, which is minimal viral product. Um, I could have probably spent another year developing other features, but you know I had to kind of rein in what I thought was the minimum version of what I, the vision of uh, Velap, uh, which actually stands for video editing live. Um, and uh, it's funny, my mum actually came up with that name. She's my CNO, Chief Name Officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, um, so in terms of what we're going to develop in the future, we, we've got a, a, a quite a long roadmap of other features that we're going to be developing to kind of improve the, um, the current single user case even better. Um, but we are in about two, three weeks, we're going to be launching our Series A funding round, which will essentially 
um, build up our organization, get um, more developers, and we're going to be developing, well, as we already are now, um, a really interesting artificial intelligence, which was going to learn over time about the editing that you're going to do and collect all that data. So there's also a few other really interesting things we're going to develop, which, which if you guys follow us, you'll, uh, you'll, get, you'll get a little <laughs> yeah. insight into it as well. Yeah. So um, where are you going for the funding? Are you going to crowd or...? Um, no, so we've, um, we, I've got some investment advisors that I'm working with at the moment, and they've got a very good uh, network of um, private investors, venture capitalists. And um, for me, it'd be ideal to work with an investor that has some, maybe some strategic input. Yeah. Um, however, I've got a really good vision, and I've got great um, backing with people in the team so you know if, if we just get the funding we know exactly where we're going and you know we know what track we want to go on but it's always great to have advisors and yeah, you know, the right sure. people and it's so imp- and that's um <clears throat> that's the thing with a lot of tech companies is actually the investors become key to the organization as well don't yeah. they they bring a lot of skill to of course i think it's uh, it's funny when i first um, started getting into this venture one of my um old neighbors uh he he's an advisor to many other companies he's a business development ma- guy quite very well respected and he said you need some grey hair in your company you need some uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I've got some grey hair in my company now which is really I couldn't recommend enough nah. <laughs> that's fascinating so I mean in the office here a lot of the people have been using it um, I've had serious FOMO because I'm on Android <laughs> when, when are we going to see an Android version well interesting so as soon, as soon as we get the funding we are going to be developing Android straight away so it's it's obviously taken a while to get where we want to in terms of the actual platform with on the iPhone, but now we know exactly how it's going to look, what it's going to do, and how the algorithms work. And since we refined it, so as soon as we get the funding, we're going to be developing Android straight away. So don't you worry, you'll be the first yeah. tester. Yeah, then I would look forward to that. That'd be great. That's great. <laughs> I mean, you carry on, Dan, because I'm going to take someone we're sat here chatting. Oh, yeah, that's good. And yeah. then um, what I'll do is I'll post it to Twitter. So oh, okay, I'll that's do fine. That now. So um, one of the things, so you, you've told us two sort of amazing stories. Um, the first one, obviously, is you and your brother on motorbikes through the Himalaya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Dan, you, what you... I'm doing is obviously when you're in the shot, I'm not, not editing that. <laughs> oh, you're not. When, oh, okay. when David's in the shot, obviously, <laughs> there's a lot more. Yeah. We've got a lot more yeah. video there. Uh, and Andy. Oh, back to Dan. Uh, no, I've dropped down to one. So uh, you're edited out. Oh, there you thanks. go. Thanks. I'll try not to be hurt, Steve. <laughs> so I'm just, I'd just like to check your brother is okay because you've come back, started this amazing company. <laughs> Is he still there? Did you leave him there? Or? He's, no, he's doing fine. He, <laughs> that's funny you say that. He's actually moved to um, he's actually moved to the Caribbean to a Dutch island called St. Martin. So <laughs> okay. he's, a, he's a fishing pro. He's living out his dream. His office is a blue beach. Oh, wow. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. And, and is he sort of tech-orientated as well? Or? Uh, well, he's got... A, He's really, really creative. You know, he's, uh, he's helped me with some of the design stuff because he used to be a graphic designer. And then he went off to the world of uh, fishermen. Well, he's, he's, uh, he was on Discovery Channel. You know, it's like, oh, a, wow, he's okay. like a pro fisherman. You know, if you go onto his Instagram, it's just the literally king fisherman. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Brilliant. Okay. So um, Danny's joined us back in the, um, in the studio. Yeah, hang on. I'm just, oh. I'm just putting Danny. What's that? Is, the, is it the normal password for our um, oh, Tech yeah. Talk Show Twitter account? Yeah. It's the normal, yeah. So oh. I've just taken the video. So it's uh, really easy to take the video. You modulate the the button on the um, on the iPhone, and that gives you the, uh, uh, the duration or, or the pressure, gives you a, a really good indication. That's what you're videoing. And then um, it's a... 
it's really good because all you do effectively is export it. There's a, a series of icons down the side, David, isn't there? You get to choose which social media element you want to post it to. But the great thing about Valap is you can recall for, say, 10 minutes and uh, your friends, for example, might only want to see the best one minute. But you can always go back and uh, maybe your mum wants to watch the full 10 minutes. So you can always <laughs> go back and have the option to see the full version or just see the best moments. Yeah, yeah. so I've got, I think I've taken about 20 seconds mm-hmm. um, of us in the studio. Uh, it says uploading at the moment, so it's obviously uh, something's happening. And I think <laughs> we need to check, producer Danny. I think I've, up, I've uploaded it, but you don't, had some, don't you had some laugh problems at me. earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I had some problems earlier. <laughs> so we've. Um, I love that 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 it goes straight to the yeah. screen. So I've got a screen here, which is it's got the video. I've exported the video out of out of Velap, or yeah. it's still in Velap, but it's it's recorded. It's. Um, there and then basically we've got the icons on the side so we can go to YouTube. What else have we got, David? So we've got YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, um, what else have we got? So we can put the thing is, once you've exported it, you can always go back to a camera roll and okay, uh, push it's, it so it's sat there yeah. anyway. But um, what, one of the really interesting things we've found um, with Valap is we've um, we've been doing a lot of t- users t- testing for different kind of use cases because my initial demographic I thought was going to be extreme sports, but I ended up having different people coming up to me, say for like father saying, "You don't mm-hmm. understand how much I'm filming my kids. You know, I'm filming for 20 minutes, but my m- wife only wants to see maybe the best two minutes." Yeah. Or another one for um, filming a fashion show, a fashion event. This uh, designer was saying, "I filmed the whole 25 minute catwalk, but I only filmed, um, I only rated when I liked the outfits." So as soon as I finished the, the cat show finished, it was uploaded before the last person got off the show. And I was trending because I was the first one to go up there. So it's a, yeah. we found some really interesting use cases. And I imagine like events, you know, um, uh, weddings or festivals yeah, yeah. and things like that. You know, it, it's, you know, use could be, you know, all over the place. It's yeah. brilliant. So I encourage all the listeners, listeners to download <laughs> Valap and uh, let me know what you think. Oh, oh, oh right. hang okay. on. Oh, hang. Here we go. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on, right. Don't shoot it just yet. Winner. <laughs> so there we go. That was our alarm. Producer Danny has, uh, true to his word, true to his word, he managed to do that. Yeah, bang he? on. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. Well done, Danny. Was so that, it was does that your work. Music. Say that again, Danny. Say that. I didn't have your mic up. That's what I called the bird dance. Yeah. Yes. So uh, so it did actually work. I'm quite mm. impressed. That is a yeah. really really impressive. So. um so it's an Apple-based. It's yeah. on the it's on the App Store. Yeah, it's yeah. on the App Store right now. Yeah, um, you can check us out on our website, uh, velap.it. So it's v-e-l-a-p-p.it, and there, that's a little bit of a branding in there as well. So uh, it don't just film it, velap it. So our mm. th- the domain is velap.it. Velap. Yeah. Okay, that's really Fantastic. good. Yeah, that's brilliant. So and the biggest lesson for you setting up in business is get your advisors around you. Yeah, make sure you're surrounded by the right people. Um, and obviously, before you go into any venture, I'd really recommend getting validation into anything you're doing. To, because yeah. you may have the best idea, but you need to test the market. You need to test with potential customers. Say, for example, you're setting up the Uber for dog walking. You need to go mm-hmm. and check out, yeah. uh, speak to dog walkers. You need to speak with um, people who own dogs. And, you know, you find out exactly what they think of your idea. You know, and sp- don't just speak with friends and family because they, they might not be blunt enough. To, to no, say yeah, whether honest, that's a good or, yeah. It's about honest yeah. feedback. Well, isn't your brother it? Yeah. moved to a different island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much honest feedback you want. <laughs> Did you say there may be a competition coming up in the future? Yeah, there's a there's a competition we're going to be running. It's running live right now, um, and it's basically who can ever who can film the best lap. So you need to upload to any of the social media um, 
any of the social media platforms with hashtag Valap. And uh, whoever gets the best Valap will win £200. That's about, what was that, about $200 now these days? Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. It was, no, yeah it was, no, it's about less than that now. The dollar's just, yeah, so yeah, it's equal parity, I think. Yeah. It? Yeah. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, really good. So thank you so much for joining us. And yeah. as I say, it's velap.it, yeah? Yep. Brilliant. Okay, I think there's one last news story, Dan, tell me. <laughs> so it's not such a news story, and I'm actually wondering whether this is a good idea, but on Tuesday, yeah. um, there was a programme on BBC4 called Gravity and Me, uh, yeah, Gravity and Me, presented by Jim Al-Khalili, who's a, um, a professor of physics and uh, a broadcaster and author. Um, and in it, it's talking, um, it's, um, they've created a, a web app and basically, it allows you to work out how much you've aged due to um, effects of special and general relativity. Oh, right. So That's you can really download it from Time Warp and um, Time Warper app. And how much have you lost? Um, so I downloaded it on Tuesday evening, yeah. and um, since installing the app, I've aged by more than seventy-seven point two nine picoseconds, as compared by someone living um, uh, at sea level. And what's a picosecond? Picosecond is a trillionth of a second. Right. I think I've just lost 10 years of my life listening to that story. And you can't afford that. No, no. I've only got X number left. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, guys. David, Andy, thank you thank so you. much, Dan. And producer Danny, what an unboxing gift. Pulled it out of the bag there. <laughs> well done. Uh, hopefully speak to you and hear you. And Yeah, that's the. That's the uh, we'll see you next week. Thank, thank you. Guys. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye.